I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens in between. Life like birthday. And other stuff. And other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You had a birthday. I did have a birthday. And I, I got a, a brother card from my sister. Isn't that great? It was so great. It's one of those things that you don't realize how important it is until it happens. Yeah. You don't. You said you had something to say about that. That's what I was going to say, but you just said it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising how much it does matter. You think, oh, that that's fine, or that'll be okay, or whatever you think that kind of downplays it and because you've gotten used to these other processes and problems and uh-huh and and then when you get the brother card you're like excellent you're her brother yes it says how phenomenal i am what a masterpiece of humanity yes yeah, stuff legends are made of superhumanly amazing brother yes one of a kind <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm glad she got you that. Yeah, yeah. I think in particular, these things from our family, because lots of other trans people will say this this type of, um, have this line on this, this particular topic of, your family can take a, a while to, even if they're accepting of your change, to change the rest of the pronouns and all that good stuff. Their cognitive shift often takes longer than other people's. Yes. Yes. So that's great that she got you a brother card. Yes, I like it. And then you had to go and do things at work on your birthday, and then you had to do things for your birthday but were not on your birthday. I did like the part of my birthday where I didn't have to do any of those things, mm -hmm. which involved grandma watching children while we went to eat. That was nice. Mm -hmm. But before that, you were at work and you guys had your holiday party. We did. And your gift exchange and they were ribbing you like one of the guys. Yeah. What I noticed is that all the women are called by their first names when we we get roasted. We we fill out these slips of paper that you have to fill out for the gift exchange, and things like what's your favorite color, your favorite scent, your favorite flavor, your favorite edible, yeah, hobbies. Where do you like to shop for yourself? Nowhere. Home Depot. <laughs> Good boy. Mm -hmm. Uh stuff like that, and and often. You 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 can get selected to be roasted based on your in, answers on this paper on your input. Yes, lovely. Yes, and so when she's picking on one of the ladies, she calls them by their first name when she's about to roast them. Okay, and with the guys, it's Mister Mister <laughs> So Mister So and So, which is funny. That is me. funny. Yeah, very official. Mm -hmm. Because we're men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It just happens this way. 
I don't know how much of it is the fact that it's upping the formality for the males as it is dropping the formality for the females. I have no idea when it is. I just noticed. Because it's a gender thing. Gender segregated. The particular oddity was separated by genders. Yes. That's why I noticed it. Because I noticed that kind of thing. You do. Mm -hmm. A my, lot of gendery people do. Yes, we do. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. I, I, I think my email to you summed it up. Horror of horrors. For an introvert to have a holiday party on my birthday is completely unfair. Mm. Yeah. I am sorry. Oh, well. I survived. You did. Good for you. But mm -hmm. then you had to actually go to your birthday party. Brunch, breakfast, lunch, and whatever it was. Yeah, I did uh, do that a few days later. Fortunately, there's another person in my unit that has a birthday like just a few days from mine. So mm -hmm. we, we both ha got subjected to the birthday meal, which this time was a breakfast. Nice. Mm -hmm. And then a, my good friend came uh -huh. that used to work with us. Right. And there was no chance to misgender me at the table, but she did misgender me when we were outside. And my work wife was kind of like, hmm. But there was, uh, it was one of those things with lots of people talking and no chance to get that person's attention and correct it. And, and also with this particular person who's a very, you know, caring, dear person to me, mm -hmm. a very supportive person in my life. Mm-hmm. I have been in her life as well. Mm -hmm. She'd be one of those, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear sorry. And she she wouldn't be doing it in that way of trying to make it about her. No, she'd want but it not to be would... about her, but she wouldn't be making it not about her if she kept saying sorry. So yes, then I'd feel sorry too. Yes. She wouldn't be doing it in the pity me because I messed up way. She would be doing it in the, oh my gosh, I feel so, so horrible. And she would feel horrible. Uh-huh. That she just can't stop herself from letting the horrible out. Yeah, and, and I, I don't see her often enough lately, so she hasn't had a chance to get on board with the pronouns correctly. We should give her more practice. Yeah. And I'll have to correct, and then unfortunately I'll just have to subject myself to the sorryness because I, I just hate that part. <laughs> I, I, okay, you're sorry. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. You should tell her that. Okay. Just, if you're sorry, just correct it. and Don't tell me you're sorry. Show me you're on. sorry. Politely move on mm -hmm. by correcting it. Yes. And talking about what you're saying. Because it's always important to talk about what you're saying. It is. <laughs> <laughs> did we tell that story here? Uh, probably. We did. Probably. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, so after that, because your birthday And if is... we didn't, then we're not talking about what we're saying <laughs> right now. <laughs> you are wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> so... After that, then, it leads into the holidays because 
you have a birthday between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and so does number three child. Yes. And so it's like number one's birthday and then Thanksgiving and then, no, number one, Halloween, Thanksgiving, number three, you, Hanukkah, Christmas. Yeah. Which also involves the school break and your holiday end of semester uh, celebrations. Celebrations? Is that what we want to call them? Uh, I think. Oh you wait, guys you're talking it, about going out to the bar, aren't yes, you? Yes, going out. Yes, that'll call out, it a celebration. Yeah. I was thinking of like having concerts a, and grading season. No, having a drink because now you don't have to deal with students. Yes, mm -hmm. on on the last day of school because all of us are done with our concerts now. A lot of the music teachers in the school district went out for drinks to celebrate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had actually gotten done with concerts earlier in the week. But then I spent the last few days letting kids watch videos while I got grades done, which is... Okay, getting done with concerts earlier in the week, meaning Tuesday or Wednesday, is not really... When the last day early. of school is Thursday, yeah. Okay. okay, see what I mean? Fair. Okay. So, we went out to drinks, and it was me and the guy who stole the job that I wanted. That's what we call him. Yes. Mm-hmm. We call him Job Stealing Jim. And so, Just to rib him. Yes. Yeah. Because at this point, I'm familiar enough with the job that he's doing to realize that I kind of didn't want that job. I mean, yes, it would have been worth it to work with secondary kids, but he does not get any free time. He is working his tail off harder than I ever have at either of my two full-time single placements. Well, full-time single placement versus two half-times is yeah. part of it, and then... You're, you're settled into the student body that you're dealing with. I am. You have a program set up for them. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And that was his first year doing this. You you always work your tail off more the first year in a new school. Yeah. Or schools so, in his case. Job stealer, I work with his wife at mm -hmm. my school. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've known each other before he came into our district and stole my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the job you don't want the job I don't want, but right. it's still he's still job stealer. That's just what we mm -hmm. call him now. Yeah. And him and our number two and three child's music teacher at the school up the road mm -hmm. and two people with whom I was a first year in the district. We were in the same mentoring program. It was their first year in the district. Also, our our children's music teacher, the one who dances funny. The one who dances funny yeah. and who had them performing on Thursday morning. That yeah. very morning, yeah. I had seen her, you know, directing our two kids. Yeah. She means business when she she knows what she's dealing with. She totally knows what she's dealing with. She does. She's mm -hmm. She's been doing this for almost 30 years yeah. now. So. And music teachers probably always dance like nobody's watching, even if everybody's watching. See, we, we dance like everybody's watching because we are trying to get them to join us and do the same thing for the right grade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's a, uh, what, what was that party we went to? It was a Halloween thing. A Halloween thing? What was the Halloween thing? Harvest Festival. Oh, yes. Not Halloween. Not Halloween. We have to be Can't call that at a public school. The no. Harvest Festival. Harvest Festival. We, she was dancing at the Harvest she Festival? She was. I missed because it. Because you weren't there. You were doing something oh, else. Oh, that's right. And I was with the children, and they wanted to do the cakewalk, bookwalk thing. 
Mm-hmm. And when she put the music on, she'd get her groove on. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's cool. That's awesome. Yes, this woman is coming up on or just past 60, and she's been teaching for 30-some years, and she's a great person. And she, she seems like she has a good time. She does. And, you know, I used to teach up at that school, so I knew that she was taking over for me when I left, and I was quite comfortable leaving all my old kiddos to her. Mm-hmm. And then there were these two younger people who are younger than me because it was their first year teaching when mm. I joined the district and I already had a few years under my belt, but we were still all in the same mentoring cohort because you get mentored when you join a new corporation anyway. Okay. When you join a new district, they want you to learn how this one works. Right. And so three of them had known me for a while and one of them has known me for just a year or so, and only through his wife. So so some of them have known you a while when you got to our town and started your job here. Yeah, like okay. they've known me for almost a decade. Before before number three child came before along. Before number three child was born, before my first divorce, before anything. You got to have a second divorce. <laughs> I don't intend to. <laughs> before my first marriage ended, I should say it that way. There you go. I don't intend to end my second marriage. Good. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> Don't make me. Okay. <laughs> Try not to. Good. <laughs> anyway, so a lot of these people knew me, you know, when I married you, when mm -hmm. you were still presenting as female and I had a wife and everybody said, oh, yay, hooray, Jess has a wife. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them were very aware last year when I started talking about my husband and husband, I thought you were gay. No, I thought you had a wife. I did. He's my husband now. Mm -hmm. Which uh, the wife part doesn't seem odd to me, but the presenting as female seems odd to me. Well, I know the wife part doesn't seem odd to you because you've said before that as long as I give you the correct pronouns, you don't care if I call you husband, wife, or spouse. Mm -hmm. As long as I'm still saying he's my wife, mm -hmm. you don't care. Right. And I do on a regular basis just to F with people's ideas of gender because it's fun. That's why I told you to go ahead. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, these two younger girls, younger than me, were talking about getting married and starting families and having babies. And our oh, kid's God. music teacher has, you know, grandbabies at this point. Mm-hmm. And so one of them looks over at me and says, so Jess, are, are you thinking of having more kids? And I, I, I looked at her kind of cockeyed, like, why the hell would I want to do something like that? <laughs> she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, no, no, even if we could, we, we really already have our hands full with two special needs and one gifted it, it, no, we, we don't need more responsibility. We're done. Yeah. And then Mr. Job Stealer, Job Stealer pipes up with, you know, catches on to the even if we could thing and says, wait, you guys can't like you, you guys can't have more kids. I don't know why he would latch on to that, but he works with a lot of women. Maybe he's gotten used to these conversations. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. And and I look at these two younger women who are sitting on my side of the table, and I look across the table at our kids' music teacher who's, you know, 60-ish. And 
I'm like waiting for one of them to jump in and explain this. And it's obvious that they're not <laughs> they're going to. They're all waiting for you to explain yourself. Oh, God. You go right ahead. Explain yourself. Let's see what she'll say. And I said, oh, maybe you missed this part, but my husband used to be my wife. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, okay. That makes sense. And this this guy, we've gone to, you know, after school social events. Lots of them. With this guy, and he's never clued into you. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But then thinking about the combination of making babies and trans, the girl who's sitting next to me pipes up with, oh, I know this guy in town. He's he's off of his testosterone right now because he's trying to get pregnant. I'm like, that's good. We don't do that. No, thank you. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's no good. So that was kind of connecting their previous conversation about babies and weddings to their question to you to, okay, now we're talking about trans. Yes. Uh-huh. And then the the other young person, I say young person, the other person who's slightly younger than me at the table says, oh, I know a trans person too. And <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like 10 years ago when it was, oh my gosh, I know a gay person too. Yeah. Ugh. But there's a lot of good things about that, too. There are. There are. Because they could have all just been like, what? And How did that not. work? Yeah. And, and they're not. So it's it's kind of cool that they're not. It is. And that, that they actually know other trans people. This is cool, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. And. I agree with you. It is kind of like, you know. The ongoing version that goes from a, I know a black person to, I know a gay person to. I know a trans person. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's next. Maybe they'll figure out what pansexual is, because they still don't seem to understand. I know an intersex person. I know a genderqueer person. I know something non-binary. Yeah, maybe they'll learn all about non-binary. Wouldn't that be great? It would. I don't expect it, but it would. Well, I was never expecting this. (laughs) (laughs) So, surprise. And And, and the whole gay marriage stuff, too. I mean, I never would have expected that. Oh, I did. Well, dear. I know. I came up after you. Yes, you did. Anyway. (laughs) By how many years? A few. <laughs> I love you. That's where the TikTok goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so after that, then the very next day, we went to your friend's Hanukkah party. Which is not typically what we do. Not because it's Hanukkah, but because it's a party. We don't do a lot of collaborative socializing. I go to my things, you go to your things, and there are not a lot of things that we do together if it's not a family event. Well, we have gone to some because we've seen Mr. Jobstealer at other events we for have, your work. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the last I time- actually said, hey, maybe we should go to this, which is not typically what I would do. Well, we haven't been to a Hanukkah party in a couple of years. For, like, we had gone with the kids' adopted auntie person. Mm-hmm. And then we hadn't gone for a couple of years, and you had been getting invitations for a couple of years from this friend of yours who you had known through Number Two's daycare 
couple of years back. His preschool, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our babysitter friend. Yes. Our wonderful babysitter. Yes, our friend. wonderful teacher friend. Yes, our wonderful teacher friend who is friends with her as well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So. Yeah. There was this kind of background social networky thing that happened at that school and a lot of people are still friends and Facebook acquaintances and so on. And so we still get invited to things. Yeah. Even though their kids and our kids don't go to school anymore. Yeah. And I typically have no intention to going to any of these things, no matter how many invites they send me, because I just don't want to. You just don't want to. No. Because you're an introvert. Yes. You, you don't enjoy parties. No. You used to have a lot of social anxiety about parties. Yes. Actually, I talked to you about that on the way to the Hanukkah party because I remembered how different things are. When I was much younger, Mm -hmm. I had a lot of anxiety in general. And I wonder now how much of it had to do with the wrong hormones. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder that more so than ever. So I used to have a lot of anxiety in general, Mm -hmm. social anxiety, uh, work anxiety, but in particular about social anxiety, I felt it was fortunate that I had a couple of good friends that I hung out with a lot who were very, very social. They were extroverts. One of them became like a lesbian Elvis later. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. And the other one still, like, I still see her on my Facebook. That's about it. But anyhow, (laughs) they would go to every party and barbecue and social thing that could be created. Mm -hmm. And they decided I should go to these things, too, because... Because you were one of their gang. and Yes, I was one of their gang, and I was single, so I should go talk to girls. That's what I should do, which... You know, the girls part sounded good, the talking not so much, you know. <laughs> but um I remember that we were supposed to go to something and I was on the phone with my friend and and she said, What what's the problem here? And I said, Well, I don't know what to what you do at the party and she said, Well, you talk to people and I said, Oh, well, I don't know what to talk to people about. And she said, well, you just, you know, it's not really very hard. It's like we're talking right now. And um, finally she was like, just get over here right now. It's time to go. (laughs) So they were coaching me through it, probably in the car on the way there. Sort of like when someone says, how are you? You say, fine, how are you? But That was the only social skills lesson that your parents ever gave you. That was the one from my dad, Mm -hmm. the one and only. Right okay. before we went into the bar. And how old were you tavern. when he was taking you into the bar? They're called taverns where I was at. All right. The how tavern. old? I don't know. Probably 10. I don't know. Really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having had that much social skills instruction, it's understandable that you were <laughs> a little bit nervous about social situations, but uh, you had these friends who were coaching you in the car about how to talk to strangers at a party. In the car, on the phone, probably at the party with a good shove. <laughs> and <laughs> She's cute. Go talk to her. 
Yeah. Uh, why? Just practice talking to people. You're not actually going to converse with them. You're just going to practice talking. <laughs> that kind great. of stuff, you know, fool people into doing things. Yeah. And uh, I survived. And fooling people into doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, remember the other day I fooled number two child into behaving? <laughs> he was totally, <laughs> totally acting crazy. Goofy something. Just being totally a spaz. Uh, he was a spaz. Yeah. And I said, hey, knock that off. You're being a bad example for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. And he stopped. That was and great. I looked at you and I, I smiled. I was like, that yeah, was awesome. yeah, Good that's job, right. Dad. That's me. I did that. <laughs> oh, you missed it. He grabbed the shoulders of his shirt and did the pulley, proudy thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. I got my kid to behave. Good job, Dad. I fooled him. So your friends fooled you into being social when you were younger. And yes. And you learned how to talk to strangers at parties. And it's just like talking to other people, except you don't already know them. Right. And I likened it to stage fright. I think if if you're introvert and maybe you have some social anxiety because of gender problems mm-hmm. that others have about you. <laughs> um, it's not your problem. It's everybody else's it's everybody problem. Everybody else's problem. Right? Not freaking yourself out can help yeah. a lot. Just reminding yourself that, you know, I'm I'm going to this thing, but I might talk to people. I don't have to talk to people. I can stand in the corner with the other introverts and we can watch the people talking. Yep. That's what There's, you do at a lot of parties. Yeah, I didn't find the particular introvert corner. There there really wasn't an introvert corner at this Hanukkah party. No. They were all extroverts. Almost all, maybe a couple other segregated introverts. Mm-hmm. But it, it worked out fine because I, I don't have that kind of social anxiety anymore. Good. And not to that extent. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with many years of practice not freaking myself out. Yeah. It's good to not freak yourself out. Realizing people are just people. People are people, so why should you freak yourself out? That's right. Sorry. <laughs> so I did talk to some people there. You did talk to some people there. The bartender was cracking me up. He was very funny. I did like him. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get a read on him. He was a short guy with a bald head and... No, like, even stubble and kind of the munchkin voice. But I, didn't, I couldn't tell if that was just the short guy thing. Or... I think it was a short guy thing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was. But I wasn't sure what his his deal was, but he, he was fine being the bartender. Yeah. He was talky. He was talky. And he liked being talky. Uh-huh. So, and then I talked to some people I didn't know, and then I talked to some people I did know, and then it was time to go, and that was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you were able to handle being at a party for, what, like three hours? Were we there that long? I think we were. Good thing you didn't tell me sooner. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a long time. It did. It did. When we got in the car, I was surprised it wasn't later. It felt like long. So that's that for our holidays for now. We've got kids gone at other parents tonight, and two of them, numbers one and three, won't be home until next weekend. So we won't be having... We'll have a rough ride then. Christmas. Yeah, it will be. 
It's always an adventure when they've been gone for a while. But we'll have our Christmas then, and then we'll send them away again. Yes. Well, you always put out the mousetrap of sugar buns or whatever they're called. <laughs> uh, cinnamon rolls? Those things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. Well, I always make a big Christmas breakfast anyway. But but, but I mean, when kids have been gone, you usually try to make a treat for them. Yes. To uh, sugarcoat their return or something. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. All right. So is that it for now? Yeah, that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! I, I wonder that... More so, over here. more so than ever. Yeah, but the lights are out there. <laughs> <laughs> lights are shiny. Um, <sighs> Talking to the microphone is shiny. Get on it. <laughs> uh, no, shiny. Go ahead. It's not shiny, and I'm not getting on it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Firefly joke. Never mind. Okay. One of those geeky things that you never got into with me. Right. The Firefly. You watched it when I wasn't here or something. I, I tried to watch it with you, and then you would say, no, I want to watch Star Trek, or no, I want to watch Doctor Who, and so I got tired of waiting for you. Okay. Fair, en fair enough. We can watch it again if you want. No, that's okay. I'll just watch it myself someday. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. So... Ha, 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 ha.